All right, had to throw it back. A little bit of old school there for you. That was Fats Domino with Kansas City. What's going on, everybody? This is episode number 73, numero 73 of the Puro Caballero Show. And this is your host, Zura Zapata, a.k.a. Tree Trevino himself. Mario Caballero, what is good, everybody? Had to give a little tribute to Super Bowl 54 winners uh, just last Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs knocking off the San Francisco 49ers for their second Super Bowl victory in franchise history. It had been 50 years since Super Bowl IV when uh, the Chiefs were able to pull it off last. So it's it's been a while for... All the people there in uh, Missouri and in the state of Kansas. <laughs> I guess our president might not know the difference there. But uh, yeah, man, uh, as much as it pains me to say, Chiefs are on top at the moment, man. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Uh, this is going to be a Super Bowl 54 recap episode uh, for the most part. But uh, we have a couple guests that will be uh, t- uh, you know, checking in with us momentarily. I was lucky enough to get the closest Kansas City fan that I know growing up, my own aunt, uh, Terry. So thank you very much, Tia, Tia Tere, uh, for you know giving us some, some sound bites and clips that you guys will be able to hear momentarily. And then following that, we have my buddy, Devin Ligorio, who's uh, one of the bigger Niner fans I know. So I got to see a little bit from both sides there, kind of talk about it. Uh, you can tell in the tone of uh, my guests exactly how they were feeling, even with a few days after, uh, you know, the victory that happened on Sunday, because it's uh, right now today, it's Friday, February the 7th, but we recorded a couple of these over the last few days. So, uh, so yeah, had a few time, few days in between the game and when we talked to them as to kind of let things kind of sink in and give you an idea in terms of uh, what the feeling and the morale is all like there, but yeah, man, uh, Kansas City ended up getting that victory. Um, come from behind in the fourth quarter, down 10. It's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, mm. Yeah, what the heck was I going to say? Um, I guess Kansas City's got a lot more than barbecue now to offer. So uh, a lot more than barbecue. So, yeah, man. It was a crazy game, 31-20 final score. Uh, We kind of will get into it uh, momentarily, but uh, congrats to the KC Chiefs. This was like a tough one to watch as a Raider fan because it's like a lose-lose scenario for all the the diehards out there. But, you know, I can't hate on my family for feeling happy. So uh, congrats to you, Dia. Your team was able to get it done. And this is going to be problems for the foreseeable future. So, in any event, let's just get right into it. We'll uh, we'll talk some Super Bowl Fifty Four, and then I'll check back in with you at the end of the show to talk a little bit of uh, NBA trade dead- deadline. All right. So enjoy the conversation. Uh, check back in a second. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So I have a very special person on the line with us today for this episode. Um, you guys probably saw what happened. On Super Bowl Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs ending up making a crazy comeback in the fourth quarter against the San Francisco 49ers. And I figured 
why not get a perspective from, uh, I would say, <laughs> uh, the closest Kansas City Chiefs fan I know and love here, uh, my aunt, uh, Terry. How you doing, Terry? How's it going, Tia? I, I am still on cloud nine, so <laughs> I am very happy. <laughs> oh, I can, I can assume, I can assume. That was a ridiculous game. Uh, <laughs> tell me how, uh, how you're feeling through it, because that was uh, pretty back and forth, right? Yes. So I obviously am full confidence in the team because obviously they got to where they're at because they're good. So first mm-hmm. of all, um, both of them obviously deserve very much to be there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was a little concerned and worried when I didn't see them be too aggressive um, uh, at the fir- with the first half. Um, of the game. I thought maybe they could have been a little bit better, mm-hmm. but um, it obviously did a really quick turnaround in that last quarter, obviously, which Mahomes is known for that, so Man. <laughs> um, I was extremely excited over that. Um, to the to the end, you know, yeah. so it's very typical of him, so I was very happy about that. I am so jealous of your your guys' team because Mahomes is so good and it's like a cheat code in a video game. He's like how Steph Curry used to play, like started coming out with the Warriors. You're like, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? It's like changing how, uh, what you expect from, uh, what people could do for that position. Like he's, he's like a unicorn and I'm jealous and I'm, and I'm mad because the Raiders have to play them every year for two, two times. Oh. <laughs> yes, actually, I was at, at one of the games this year. I got treated by my boys to go to the game this year, and I got to watch him play the Raiders. Mm. I had to be incognito because I wasn't <laughs> safe putting out my colors, but <laughs> um, I was cheering in my heart for the team, and it was an awesome game, that one, too. But um, I I thought the same way as I had watched him last year play mm-hmm. and um, continue to grow this year. And I thought, wow, um, the only thing, obviously, that I'm concerned about with him is he can put himself in situations to get hurt because he just tries so hard. Mm-hmm. And he goes above and beyond the boundaries of what you would, like, consider for a quarterback mm-hmm. to be doing, you know. But he is just, um, he's very good. So he has this confidence that he exudes, and I think that's what drives him. Yeah, I, I agree. He's uh, he's incredible. It's like every like statistic, or if you had like to measure every skill a quarterback has, like he's in the ninety nine percentile on like uh, accuracy, like running ability, ability to like escape the pocket, ability to like find receivers deep, find them underneath. He does everything. It's like, oh my goodness, what's his weak spot? Yeah. Like, it's like you blitz yeah. him, he runs outside. You you stay back, he just takes his time and then boom throws a dart like 30 yards down the field and you're like oh my goodness we can't stay with these wide receivers it's crazy (laughs) yeah i i see that and he is he's very uh he adapts very well and it seems like he's very observant Mm. because he's um taking it in and just when you feel like you know he's not doing enough or i think he's he's trying to figure out what his moves are going to be or how he's going to get there and it's like he envisions it and he goes for it yeah he's uh 
He's like a cheat code in a video game. <laughs> you can beep up like yeah. like the Niners were. This is the Super Bowl. It's like the, one of the best teams in the NFL, the Niners. Up double digits. And it's like in two seconds, you blink, you, you turn your head from the screen, and it's like, oh, snap, Kansas City's up now. What the heck just happened? Like, yeah. he, they score points so fast. It's amazing. Yeah, and I and I I compare them a lot to the reason why I'm a Kansas City fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I followed Monta- Montana there. I was never really a Niner fan. I was a Montana fan. Mm-hmm. And I followed Joe Montana to Kansas City, and I kept with them um, just to stay because I like the team. And um, he really does remind me of that um, ability. Of course, Joe wasn't as young as uh, Mahomes is. So, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, um, he's gotten to this point at a very young uh, time in his life, which is like, wow, what else can he do? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. And I love listening to the commentators and not very many of them were rooting for him. Mm -hmm. Um, They were all... uh, making it for the Niners and I totally understand but um yeah I think they got pleasantly surprised with his performance and what he did and how he helped um move it forward and actually win at the end I think that was just wonderful and he is extremely talented yes he's like um something that you would imagine somebody would have made up just to (laughs) say they're the best right (laughs) yes He's like a folk yeah. hero or something at this point. He's only like, what, how, yeah. how old is he, like 24, 25? Like, yes, he's like 24 years old. Oh, my goodness. What the heck? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, and to be able to get to this point in just a couple of years, which people would still call him a rookie. <laughs> yeah. So he's just really young, and to manage to achieve this is just wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's so insane that he sat out his whole rookie season, was backing up Alex Smith. Last year is the first year he actually gets to play and wins the MVP. And then it's like, oh, what, what's the next thing that you could do? How about win the Super Bowl? Well, <laughs> it's like, how about win the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is, I, 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 that yeah. is pretty crazy. Um, man, yeah. so the game you went to earlier in the year, that was the game where they scored four touchdowns in the second quarter, right? Like just bang, bang, exactly. bang, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So explosive. Yes. That was like and the only points was, they scored that game. It was just like bang, 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 yeah. game over. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yes. What happened? It was a wonderful game, and it was exciting too to be there and to watch him. And um, it, 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 he just has his drive, like I mentioned, and he takes it all the way. And I, I think that he's going to continue to do that, mm. uh, no matter what. You know, if he continues to. Um, take them again to the Super Bowl, or if, even if he's going to make it, he's going to go so much more further, and he's going to show his talents and continue to um, wow us um, with his ability. Um, and we're going to be able to just sit there and just be in awe <laughs> and watch it happen. So what a privilege. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty jealous of you guys. You, uh, it's hard to predict because you know injuries and things happen. But if if all yes. all goes right, that's another like ten, at least ten years, right? Do you, you think mm-hmm. how they protect yeah. quarterbacks with the in, they don't get in, injured as much as they used to? You know? Yes, yeah. yes. Because I really did think that when he hurt his knee, I just was like, oh wow, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're not going to get very far this year, but oh well, there's next year. But he just came back. 
and did a wonderful job. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's potential for him to give us another so many years. Yeah. Um, And who knows? Who knows? And I think that was a big factor that a lot of people were kind of either forgot about or just weren't bringing up throughout the season because everybody, you know, rightfully so, everybody was talking about Baltimore. They were talking about Lamar being amazing. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's the best quarterback now. And slowly Mahomes was getting a little healthier, a little healthier. And then by the end of the year, he's like, all right, I'm back at it. It's like, uh, did you guys forget about me? I'm still here. (laughs) I'm still the league MVP. And he really, yep. really, like, towards the end of the year, really turned it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it's um, his drive, his drive and the support that he has with his teammates and, of course, the coaching. Um, they have faith in him, so it, it almost feels like they let him go. So, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and I think what's crazy to think about is the, how, how he played in the Super Bowl might have been his worst game as a professional that he's played. <laughs> like yeah, he's so good. He's so good. He just hasn't had any yeah. bad games. It's like, what? How is that possible? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I think he was being a little bit cautious and he, and he didn't fully let go because he knew what was on the line. It mm. kind of felt that way cuz like I said at the first half I was like, why aren't you doing this or why aren't you trying that? But I think he was assessing everything and just picking his time and making sure that he was making the right choices yeah and the Niners were no slouch of a team either on defense especially like they they have a really good defensive line this last season and I was kind of surprised that they weren't able to get as much pressure on Mahomes there was a couple times where the guys were diving at his feet and they would hit his ankle and he would just keep running past them it's like oh man they cannot touch this guy today it's like oh I I think they felt a little bit confident that they were going to do it in a different way that they were going to win in a different way so they I don't know it it almost felt like they were a little overconfident Mm -hmm. and that was did not work in their favor at the end yeah everyone in uh, the media has been going crazy about how they they didn't run the right plays and all that down the end Uh, uh, yeah they had it all set up for them 10 point lead you had the ball yes. after Mahomes threw a, the second pick of the day, which is like a, a miracle because uh, he doesn't yes. do that very often. And yes. yeah. They still couldn't they still couldn't do it. It was oh, yeah. I, watching it as it happened, I'm like you, you, when they were up, I was like, Okay, Kansas City's still not out of it. They're never out of the game. They're kinda like the Warriors, mm-hmm. like I said. They could just put put yes. up points in bunches real quick. And the Niners they kinda let let them off the hook a bit, so um yeah, yeah, I don't think they thought it was going to happen that quick. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they were like the little days, <laughs> the Mahomes days. <laughs> that that run that Williams had at the end to seal it, I think the Niners at the end of it were just like, I, I, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> it was like, oh, yes. my goodness. It like it, everything yeah. kind of collapsed on them at that, that one play. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you could see it on the players on the sidelines. They were just like, whoa, that's it, we're done. Yeah, when like Sherman, when he gave up that uh that long pass on that third down, I was like, oh my goodness! Or he, they just uh, Mahomes chucked it. What was it like forty yards or something? Thirty yards and yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness, that was the biggest play of the he game. I feel really like long. yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was yeah, and that was a nice. That was a nice one. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah. not his best performance, but my goodness, how good is he? If that's <laughs> if that's your like B level play man oh 
crazy. Yeah, imagine when his confidence grows a little bit more. <laughs> oh, jeez, this is gonna this is gonna be trouble. He's already has the record for most yeah. touchdown passes in a season. It's like, oh man. Yes, as a quarterback, yes, that is very true. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited, <laughs> still excited, and still um, looking forward and saying, oh my gosh, we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congrats to to Andy Reid, the head coach. I've I've always get yes. made jokes about him. I've always called him the Kool Aid guy and all that stuff because he's big, yes. big fat dude with the with the red shirt on with all the, the time. Red shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was very happy at the Super Bowl, so oh, yeah. he can have that title too. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, I'm gonna get the biggest cheeseburger I could find or something <laughs> like that. Yes. Oh man, that was funny. There's uh, somebody who, who took a, a picture of him with, and he has his like big old play sheet, the big laminated one that he that he puts over mm-hmm. his mouth, and he looks, mm-hmm. he was looking at it, and somebody put a picture underneath of like a Waffle House menu. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's got to celebrate too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had that whole. Uh, uh, the whole history going against him. A lot of people didn't think he'd ever yeah. had, uh, he'd ever win, and that he, you know, he always struggled sometimes with uh, clock management late in games, and uh, you know, either wasting timeouts or not using them at the right time. And I think he, he finally met his match because Shanahan. That seems to be his problem too. So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it didn't didn't make too big of a factor in this game. So I think he he had probably had a good matchup on the other coach for yeah for that I reason. thought that was that was kind of sad to make his players uh, have times out when they could just get off the field sooner. So yeah. I, that didn't make any sense to me. I thought that's sad. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in Philadelphia for the longest time. I know he just couldn't get it done, couldn't get it done. And I, I know, I remember when he left Philadelphia. I think his he he lost his son in the in the, I think what is he, what did he commit commit suicide? I believe at the time. And, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, it was just really sad, and it's uh, it was kind of surprising that he took the Chiefs' job that quickly after yeah, that I happened. Yeah, I think everybody thought he was yeah. going to take some time. Yeah, that would that would be most people's assumption, but it's weird. Some people they need the distraction to kind of you know get through stuff like that. So um, yeah, and mm. sometimes they do it in honor of that person, so mm-hmm. they make it a goal to honor that person too. That's true. So, Very true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I thought it was well deserved on uh, for him too. He works very. He worked very hard for that. So mm-hmm. I was very glad to see him um, have that moment and be able to say I did it. And I something he had been trying to do, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. and finally got a chance to do it. It was like twenty one seasons or something like that. He finally got it done. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's always been given credit as one of the best like offensive coaches in in football for that whole stretch but he never quite got that the like the cherry on top like it's it's so weird in sports how you could have like a similar career but if you don't have a championship like you don't get that extra validation and you you know what i mean and he finally got that so you know congrats to him yeah (laughs) and uh, that's kind of what's happening to your team right (laughs) for for which one (laughs) The, the Raiders? Well, they just haven't gotten that yet. They haven't gotten that validation again. 
and my dad's he's all he, oh man every time he talks to me he's just like i don't know if i'm gonna stick around with this team i'm like oh i man. hear that a lot i have a family that's all raiders so i hear that a lot so yes i tell him i, I welcome everybody so they can always come over to the chief side <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens no yeah <laughs> yeah um so how, how i guess how was that experience how was uh how are my cousins uh handling it are they giving were they congratulatory or uh, uh, yes a little salty they were very happy because as you know uh niners aren't friends of the raiders either so <laughs> right, right. i think they were they were choosing the lesser evil i guess i don't know uh, <laughs> so they were very happy that that they were rooting for me yeah they made me a great uh, a meal so that I wouldn't have to cook while the game was happening. So it was awesome. Oh, beautiful. And <laughs> they, they, they were right there with me, and they were very happy to see my team go. So that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure the meal was delicious because you got some some good uh, cooks in the family, huh? <laughs> oh yes, it was very good. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we had we had very good food, and it was. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And, of course, they were right there next to me and enjoying and rooting me on and, you know, and reminding me that, that he always comes through in the second half. So, yeah, it was great. It was nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good to hear for sure. Um, yeah. Are you, are you going to plan on going to a game next season? I know. I think uh, my cousin Fidel has uh, some tickets for Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. <gasps> I know he mentioned that, and I guess I'll have to contemplate it because I'll have to go a lot further to go see them, but yeah. I may just do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I may just do it, yeah. It's very tempting, so yeah. I'll have to think about it, and we'll have to let you know when I decide. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I know Yeah, he had mentioned it to me a few weeks back. He's like, hey, so put the deposit down on tickets for Vegas, and I know... You're a lot, that's a lot closer from LA, and I was like, "Ooh, just let me know. <laughs> I want to go to the Death Star, yeah. <laughs> like the new stadium." Uh. <laughs> I know. I think a lot of people are are um, contemplating and going for it. Those that are going to be the diehard, yes, yes, definitely. So, I we'll see. Yeah, it'll be it'll be kind of weird uh, as the, not the tail. There's not gonna they're not gonna allow tailgating from what I read and. It's going to be like mm-hmm. a lot of people drinking in the casinos and gambling, so it's going to be a different It'll vibe. It'll be very different. I, yeah. I do agree. Yeah. yeah That's be... why I'm mm-hmm. kind of thinking, let's see how long it'll last. Yeah. And uh, it's look with the, the crowd, everybody's assuming that it's going to be a lot more of the people who just come in for Vegas versus people who were there for the Raiders or people exactly. who are high rollers get comped you know, tickets and stuff exactly. like that. So. It'll be different. It'll be very different. Yeah. It'll be very different. And I'm not, I'm wondering if that was an, an intentional thing mm-hmm. on behalf of the Raiders too, mm. um, the organization to see if they can make a change there. Um, not that it's, it's, they didn't want to, but I think they just want to create a whole new version too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of thought the same thing too when I kind of hear things. Yeah. That's uh, I think that was a big reason why they didn't want the Raiders in Los Angeles. They just didn't want mm-hmm. kind of that same vibe that they had last time they were here, kind of mm-hmm. a little bit more of a, a 
gangster thug type of mentality that, uh, that yeah. they're trying to avoid. But it's it's the Raiders. That's kind of a part of it, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I think one thing that won't change is there'll probably still be a lot of weed being smoked in the parking lot because it's legal in, in Nevada, too. So. Well, that's not going to be a problem then. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might not change. They don't change. have a tailgate. They better have a lot of food available. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh man, the tailgate we did this year, the game that I went with uh, with my cousins and uh, mm-hmm. my uh, my dad and and uh, my ninos. Oh man, we had so much good food. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's yeah. that's part of it. It's the camaraderie and the food and. You know, and, and just being able to talk and meet people and mingle and mm-hmm. get to know people and and support each other in their favorite sport. So, yeah, it'll be sad to see that go, that part mm-hmm. go. Too bad. <laughs> right. Do you have any uh, yeah. uh, memories or any crazy stories from going to those games in the past? Or I know being a Chiefs fan, well, sometimes you go undercover, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. I have to. <laughs> um, yeah, it, actually, the very first game I went to, um, your uncle took me to a game, and it was just um, him and I, and um, I think uh, it was um, several years ago, um, from what I can recall. And it was interesting because I didn't um, – I just um, was rooting for my team, and uh, your uncle was being very kind, saying, just, just, just keep it low, you know, just <laughs> keep it quiet. And I thought, no, we're all adults here, you know, we can all get along. And of course, the Chiefs were winning, and and so um, we were sitting in a top, one of the top areas. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, um, a fight broke out uh, close to us, um, and it was obviously a Raider fan. Uh, arguing with the Chiefs fan that was there with his jersey and everything, so you obviously knew they were a Chiefs fan. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where, um, you know, the security had to escort the Chiefs fans out of the stadium. So my husband turned to me and said, so you want to continue to keep cheering? And I was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Quick lesson. That's my funnest memory of my first game going and like, oh, yeah, nope, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> we cannot all just get along. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little so. intense sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So, so it's like it's okay. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> have you had the chance to go to Kansas City to Arrowhead? Have you been to those games? No, and I was actually thinking that would be a pretty neat thing to have to do someday. So I may have to put it on my list. Yeah, that out of all the the NFL stadiums, I, I feel like that one, New Orleans and Seattle are the ones that get the craziest inside. So uh, every time every time the Raiders there, they always have false start penalties and a bunch of bunch yeah. of mistakes. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I may I may make that one of the things that I try to do in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> make it out to Kansas City. If there's any sponsors out there listening to the episode. <laughs> hit us up <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i'd like to go too <laughs> i'll be the extra i'll be the extra I guest know, right? <laughs> uh, we can do another show from there not a problem that's right exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> um, oh man uh this team this team was pretty crazy though i just kind of circle back to to this this particular roster 
Oh, the wide receivers were so fast, so so fast. Every everybody just runs four fours, like forty yard dashes, so quick. Yeah. And Kelsey was such a, a nightmare against everybody. He did. He played so well this year. And uh, yes, he did. He can get kind of annoying if you're rooting against him because he's just big showboat <laughs> at times. <laughs> well, he's big. <laughs> that too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you see... Uh, the movement he makes looks grand. <laughs> That's one way to put it, for sure. Yes. <laughs> did you see his speech that he gave at the at the parade celebration today? No, I did not get a chance. I had to work today, so I did not get a chance to see it. But I'm looking forward to watching it. He went pretty crazy. You could tell he was pretty sloppy. <laughs> I think he had a, a few alcoholic drinks in him by the time he got the microphone. <laughs> so he was pretty relaxed, didn't <laughs> Yeah, he was cursing. He was doing this and that. Uh, he's like, nobody gave a F about us. And like, <laughs> like, just talking to Kansas City. And it's like, hey, oh, oh, my goodness. Wow. He was like, you got to fight for your right to party. <laughs> yeah. He had like a WWE heavyweight championship belt. He's like, we bringing the belt to Kansas City. He was saying a bunch of stuff. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> this dude's crazy. Wow. Wow. <sighs> yeah, that is pretty crazy. It's so funny. His... No, I didn't get a chance to see that. But yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing that I did like about, um, um, I think it was, I don't know if it, if it was the owners or, or Reed that mentioned that Kansas City is a kingdom. So that's the first time I've heard that one. So now Raiders have a nation. We have a kingdom. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, we start. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm mad now because the Raiders, when I was like real young, I remember they made that Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, they can get four maybe. And then it's like, oh, nope, we're still at three. Yep. And then every yeah. like all the teams that were right around in the same group like they're all passing the raiders like the the broncos have three now they tied them kansas city's on their mm -hmm. heels they got two now i'm like no what's going on <laughs> we're getting knocked down the patriots had zero before yeah. i know they had zero now they have six i'm like geez <laughs> what's going on oh man yes falling down that list yeah. now man but uh oh well 50 years, 50 years is a long time to wait for, for a championship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well do. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, yeah, one of those like classic matchups. Who, who were they playing? The, the Packers or something like that is old school. <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> that was like the one where the coach was all on the microphone and stuff, <laughs> just yelling at his team. <laughs> yes, that was an old game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they always show that on like NFL NFL films and stuff like that. They show the highlights. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kansas City looks like they're, they're going to be a problem for years to come, and, and I'm not excited about that. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. I do. I do. I will say yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are a force to be reckoned with for years to come. Yeah, let's. We'll see if they uh, how they do with trying to keep. Uh, Chris Jones, the big ta defensive tackle, that guy was, was mm -hmm. really good. He played really good for for the Chiefs this season. He had those two yeah. tip passes in the game too that were really big in the, at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, they're they're going to want to be a part of this. So, yeah. True. True. Uh, mm -hmm. All right. Uh, how's everything else going on up there? How's uh, Riverbank treating you guys? 
River Bank is is treating us very good. <laughs> We're still getting used to it. So <laughs> it's a small little uh, town, but my goodness, <laughs> there's a lot of movement going around here. The biggest buzz is there might be a Costco coming down oh. right across the street from us. So yeah, oh. right. So yeah, and it's like wow, I. I'm surprised, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 going pretty good. <laughs> wow, that's going to be kind of crazy. It's going to not be as sleepy anymore <laughs> during the days exactly. over there. Exactly. That's why I came out here because it was sleepy. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> I'm going to have to move. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. So yeah, everybody's kind of excited about that if that's going to happen. So yeah, yeah. Don't know, but. I, I guess I'm looking forward to that too. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, maybe maybe my dad and mom might uh, stop by you guys' place more often because there's one nearby. Right. <laughs> we have to come to Costco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hey, might as well go out there. <laughs> Two for talking, one. Talking about that, um, <laughs> do you remember when your dad was excited to tell us how they had um, these awesome uh, shrimp pizzas in the Costco in Cabo? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> do you know? What I have to share about the Costco in Puerto Vallarta. Ooh, do tell. On their on their menu, they had their hot dogs, which we have relish on them here in the picture. Over there, they had them with jalapenos. Oh, okay. Yeah, and their pizza was with um, had carne adobada on it mm. and uh, pineapple. Oh wow. Was that like just a it combo was, or the like the just a regular slice that way? It was a combo. It was a whole pizza. It was wonderful. It was great. We had to try it out and it was really good. And I, I immediately thought of your dad and said, Oh my gosh, <laughs> my brother would love this. <laughs> <laughs> I, so it was awesome. I feel it was like great to see how yeah. how that was. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I feel like I'm following in my in my parents' footsteps because I have a Costco membership now too, and I go all the time for gas and and all the supplies <laughs> and everything too. And I, I, you, when you said that, I got excited. I was like, oh, I want to try that. <laughs> yeah, you you know, um, you end up turning into your parents eventually in some ways. <laughs> yeah, except except I lost my hair before my dad did completely. I guess I don't know what's, what's up that with that. Is true. What's up with that? Uh, so in that way, he might be following you. <laughs> you might need to at this point. Uh, you trailblazer, you. <laughs> yeah, I bit the bullet early, and I think he's still holding on a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> well, at least he knows he's going to look good when he loses his hair, if you're his example. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, my Uncle Eddie, he used to call me Conehead all the time, and I was really self-conscious about it. I was like, oh, when I first started shaving my head, I was like, is this going to look funky? Am I going to look like one of those Coneheads from the movies? Like, what's going to happen? Oh, but I've, I've had people oh, tell no. me I don't look too bad, so I'm like, okay, thank goodness. No, my dear, you do not. You pull it off well. Oh, jeez. Fun stuff. You know what's so crazy? You know where I'm talking to you right now? From the parking lot of a Costco. <laughs> oh. yeah, isn't that wonderful? Okay, yeah. Great. I was getting so. gas. I was like, let me grab a salad real quick <laughs> before I talk to my tia. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> oh, 
I always tell anybody if the if the zombie apocalypse ever happened and I'm nearby, I'm, I'm gonna try to make it to a Costco because you can shut the doors, <laughs> you can hole up in there, and you could probably live for a few months. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna go gas up. I was gonna say, Nihal, the gas is gonna run out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. You can close the doors and live off of Costco for a pretty good long time. You just gotta be cool with the people working there and make sure nobody has a firearm that keeps you out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Uh, once again, you're, you're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Congrats again to your Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four champions, and definitely going to be a nuisance for the rest of the AFC West for however long. Uh, uh, Gumby Hare ends up uh, <laughs> playing quarterback over there. Uh, yes, however long. And we'll see if he keeps that style or changes it. That'll be the new thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the only thing he's missing is, like, uh, I guess he could play baseball now, too, because he's drafted in <laughs> Major League Baseball, exactly. too. Uh, that's the sport he actually spent most time in. Right. <laughs> the way he throws the ball looks like he's a middle infielder because he'll throw it like every angle he throw a sidearm sometimes i'm like how does he do that yes. <laughs> like, how does he do it yes. okay exactly all right yeah yes. um i'll sign off right now thank you so much for the time and uh yeah i'll let you know when i'm back in town and we'll have to I'll have to give you a nice hug and kiss when i see you yep and i get to gloat <laughs> perfect thanks again <laughs> okay okay sweetheart you be good thank you take care all right, bye. You too. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, so, uh, like I said prior in the introduction, I had to get a little bit of perspective from uh, uh, both sides of this contest. Super Bowl Fifty Four took place last Sunday. Uh, you heard him here on the show a couple episodes ago. Uh, my good homie uh, Devin Lagario. Devin, what's going on? How you doing, man? Good. How you doing, Mario? Just uh, trying to. Trying to wash that loss behind me. I feel you. I understand it, man. There was uh, there was a lot, lot to go, lot to get into, lot to unpack. Um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Niners ended up on the short end of the stick in this contest. Uh, but we were the worst team, dude. We were the, uh, we were the worst team. We were the worst team in this line. Yeah, this stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, not without controversy <laughs> in certain certain aspects of it. I know we were talking prior to recording about some of the the non calls on some of the off, uh, the line play between the Niners D uh, D line and the, the Chiefs uh, tackles in particular. Um, I personally, when I was watching the game, there was a couple times I made the the, the motion. I was like like the little flag motion. I was watching the game because I figured it was coming, but. Then, then a couple big plays happened for Kansas City, especially in the fourth quarter, and it was like, I'm like, oh, are they going to let him play now? It's like, oh, shit. Oh, dude, I hate to be cliche. You know, <laughs> I'm the guy, we haven't been in a Super Bowl since I was in college until, what, 2013, I think, uh, somewhere around then, 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the guy who I hate to hear all the excuses, but... Uh, you know, unless I'm betting on the team that has it. But, you know, with this one, uh, I 
hate to say it, dude, but I just sound like a typical Niners fan whining. But in all reality, man, it, I just feel like the NFL went with where they can sell more jerseys. You know, they, they know Niner jerseys will sell regardless. we got five Super Bowls. we got a long-storied long franchise in a, in a state of 40 million people the size of the biggest country in Europe. You know, you don't got to worry about the market there, but you got a, you got a wonder kid over there and a wonder coach. Why not, you know, why not let the NFL favor them a bit? And, oh, man, like, I was going crazy. My buddies are going crazy. We're up by 10, and I said, hold on. This is too Cinderella of a storyline, man. I was fucking flipping out all game at those holes. And then, you know, we get to this Cinderella storyline, and I just took a step back. Whole game, I'm yelling, screaming at the screen. And then at that point, when it was going into the fourth quarter and the Chiefs got the ball, I said, wait up. It's too perfect of a story. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Let's just write a Hall of Fame fucking ballot right here. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you in terms of uh, Mahomes being the flashier quarterback, first year, starting, wins MVP. Uh, deservedly, dude put up crazy numbers. and uh, Oh, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> look, 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 at, look at what the underdogs did. Look at our record the year before and look what we came to, bro. Right. Like, like what? He has the fuck. He has Flash Gordon as one of his receivers. Like, the man has the fastest receiving core in football. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He has a decent, he has a good running back, and he, he has an offensive wizard. Like, Mahomes, is, he's a Steph Curry of football. I'm not going to lie. He drops dimes <laughs> and he hits shit. Dude. <laughs> he, 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 he's literally, the, he, he's a Steph Curry. But in, in all reality of it, you know, like, I just am not convinced Kansas City is a better team, dude. Our defense is better than Kansas City's defense. And our offense, if they show up every series, if Kyle didn't fucking goddamn pass the ball or on third down in the fourth quarter and runs mm. the ball to run some time off, like, dude, right. play action pass on second down in the fourth quarter, just the... It's just crazy. There's that meme. Have you seen that meme of Matt Ryan? Nah, which one? It has Matt Ryan fucking facing Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're both wearing pads. And it goes, and it goes. Matt Ryan's like, "We were ninety, we were ninety nine percent to win." And then Jimmy Garoppolo's <laughs> looking at him, "We were ninety five percent to win." And then you see Matt Ryan tell him, "If he tells you to run the ball, or if he tells you to pass the ball, run it." <laughs> Yeah, man, this like the this dude Shanahan has got the the stink of two major Super Bowl co- collapses slash comebacks. Like he, he aided and abetted in both of those uh, for sure, and that's gonna be I think it's gonna be a stigma for uh, the foreseeable future unless they're able to turn it around. But I completely I mean, agree. I completely agree, though. The, the, the dude's young, bro. He is young, I, and, he, and he had a group of outcasts to get there this time. Yeah, man. He, he's young and he has two Super Bowls under his belt. One as a head coach. I mean, shit. Imagine when he's fucking Andy Reid's age. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't have to wait that long though, because Reid was no, I'm twenty-one not, I'm not, years. I'm not saying he has to wait for one. Yeah, I'm saying he has two at, at, at younger than fifty. Right, right. That he's been to one, two that he's had a significant part in the game. 
One is a head coach. One is what OC. Yeah, he was OC for for Atlanta. There we go. You know, like the kid has a bright future. It's just it's not the NFL's time for oh Mike Shanahan's son to win a Super Bowl. You know, they they <laughs> they, they captured the they captured the emotional moment at the NFC Championship where Jed York hands it or Mike Shanahan hands a trophy to Kyle. You know, Jed York had him do that. There, the NFL got their storyline. But Andy Reid willing to retire and Patrick Mahomes being so close to the year before, you know, why Why have it now? You know, they got to have headlines years down the road. Yeah, uh... Even without the NFL's hand in, you know, the officiating and all that stuff, the Niners still had the, the the most golden opportunity to kill that game off, and they just weren't like you said. The play calling didn't work out. The the Saul, run Saul game, too. Yeah. yes, Sherman yeah. Got that Sammy Watkins catch, or even Tyreek Hill catch. Mm-hmm. Those long ball, those long balls set us up for failure. But I mean, that's my biggest worry all season. Fucking solid. Yes, it's great. We have four guys that get out to quarterback, and we got seven guys in coverage. But when, like I said before the game, you didn't get me on the week before. Mm. But when you're facing four receivers who run sub four threes, sub four fours, your biggest worry is zone coverage because those guys are fast enough to break the zone. Yep. And then you have a quarterback who can thread the needle and hit them between zones. It, it, it's just it's basic football knowledge. Yeah, what was uh, what was kind of curious was how long it actually took Kansas City to get the pass game moving because, uh, like, uh, the Niners' defense was holding up from the first half. Um, I mean, Mahomes played, like, a statistic. If you, if you measure it out from the first snap to the last snap, that's probably the worst game that Mahomes has played in his career. Um, like just based off of some of the misses that he had and some of the some of the uh, the pressure that he was getting uh, getting put on him early and. You know, like the the DBs were holding up for a big part of the game, which I was, you know, going to be a, a tough matchup in my opinion. That was going to be like the deciding factor. But they got him in the fourth, man, and it was just like Sherman. It was just seeing him. Just he knew, he knew it was on him. It was just like, oh my you god, know, I, I fucked I, it. I, I, I fucked it up. Sherm, dude. Sherm had a bad game. He had great. He had a great start, and you know, he had a bad game, but. You know, when I think about the X Factor, what the X Factor, what really was, was Damian Williams. Yeah, yeah. He played better than anticipated, for sure. It's, oh, that, for that... sure. Our run defense, so what fucking Andy Reid did, all right, we're going to bubble him out. We're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna, we're gonna utilize his routes and play action and deep threats, you know, to open him up in, in, the, in the cover three zones where he can just, you know, go upfield. Right. And uh, aka the flats, also right. known as the flats. Right, right. Now he busted that long run at the end. That was just the nail in the coffin at that point. I felt like the whole Niners D was just was holding up for the most part all game, and then just that one, that one blown play. And yeah, that kind of that kind of did him in, man. But uh, there was moments in this game where I felt the Niners could have pushed it uh, and been a little bit more aggressive. Um, in particular, at the end of the half, man, just tied 10-10, uh, Shanahan saying that he's uh, content to go, go go into halftime tied. Like, there's only so many possessions that you get in a Super Bowl. I feel like you at least, Dude, you got to try Shanahan it, man. Shanahan all season, all season, 
See, this is the thing that a seasoned Niners fan is going to tell you as someone who's, who's being logical. Because you're absolutely correct. Kyle Shanahan all season did the same shit. We get the ball at half. We got a minute left. Screw it. We're going to play ball the second half. It, it, and, you know, part of the reason you get the ball in the second half is for those extra possessions you could possibly get in the first half mm-hmm. to set an edge when you get it after the halftime. The double score. But Kyle Shanahan, look at the games, dude. I, I, I'm trying to think of them, but I know all season there's multiple games. I was frustrated that the same aspect of his coaching style. He loves to we've had a, we've had a minute, I think as much as a minute fifty before the half and he knew we got the ball back after half, and this man would do the same thing. Run, 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 run it out. Yeah, and that's uh even with that decision, it was it was weird. Like they're letting the clock run and then they got that that first down and then they take the timeout. It's like, dog, you just wasted like a, almost a minute just like uh uh trying to make that decision. And so they take the timeout and to be honest, they still should have got 3 points if it wasn't for in my opinion a bullshit pass interference call they had on on uh um on the tight end, man, on Kittle. I thought that was a clean play and I thought that was kind of I was I was really questionable, not kind of questionable. I was really questionable. Dude, I've been huge and <laughs> I, I don't know. I I, I don't know, man. I, it, I I love football because I played it collegiately. I played it after college, and I love the integrity of the game. And you know. It's almost like that Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where they get nervous, hit a button, and then a sprinkler trips the guy who's about to go with the walk-off touchdown. Right. Like, like, I hate to be cliche and be just a – because I'm sure you're you're the Chiefs fan you've had on this podcast. Oh, we're the best. Mahomes is just the greatest. Andy Reid is just a wizard. You know, like, it's always great to say, like, I, if the Niners won – like, if the Niners won, I wouldn't be sitting here saying, oh, Jimmy G's the greatest. Oh, Kyle Shanahan's the greatest. I'd say, no, we outplayed the other teams. You know, like, we, we outplayed them. We ran them down. We didn't, need, we didn't need to beat them with the rest. And I just, I, I, don't, I don't feel like the Chiefs beat us without the missed calls or, you know, I don't know. Yes, we gave up some plays. Every game you're going to give up plays. If you look at that first half defensively, we played very sound versus a great offense. Really good. Really good, actually. And then, and then what? We get defined in the fourth quarter? No. Dude, how many tackles for losses and sacks would we have had if they called a couple holes? You know, if they didn't let him get it. Not, and, and we wouldn't have had him, but we would have, you know, we would have had some momentum. And that's what frustrates me. Uh, that's what frustrates me, but whatever. We're the Niners. We've been to fucking seven-plus Super Bowls. We got five rings. We'll be back. <laughs> hey, man, this is like my existence as a Raider fan is just being like, well, I guess we got to play the refs again today. <laughs> like, every week it feels that way. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but also Derek Carr chose. Oh, I ain't even talking about the car era. I'm talking like freaking uh, pre Jamarcus Russell era, like shit. Like I don't know. I yeah. I've also watched it with my like growing up with my dad, and he's very obviously 
passionate about the team so he he lets his feelings know so that's a little influence in there but still it's like i i get it i understand i understand that like that uh having to play uh how many refs on the fucking field uh eight of them or some shit i don't know whatever whatever the math is you gotta pay like 20 people instead of 11 um i'll count the people in the fucking booth who are reviewing shit too um but uh yeah it i i think niners it i don't know um definitely they'll be in position to come back in the future jimmy g's still pretty young the skill position players are still uh fairly young um I think only, is it uh, Armstead is the only dude who's going to be a free agent um, on that D-line, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, and he wants 19, he wants 19 million. Yeah. So, uh, that, might, uh, that might be a tough a tough one. Um, but besides that, I think most, most of the guys on the roster are going to be coming back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, most of them are. Maybe there might be some negotiations most are, uh, in all honesty, I I mean, I think we can get away with franchise tagging. We can franchise tag uh, Armstead possibly. I think I think Jimmy's contract needs to be renegotiated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's going to be tough because I feel like Mostert's going to ask for more money. Yeah, that was the so one big gonna, surprise on the roster is Mostert. We're going to pick up money. you got to realize. We have five running backs that are decent running backs. Well, let's say four. You got Tevin Coleman, you got Matt Breda, you, you got Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, Jerick McKinnon, and then you got Raheem Mostert. And Jeff Wilson's a great running back, too. I love him on the squad. Mm. So we got depth at back. I mean, that's some free cap space. If, if we keep the top two, we keep what's working for us. Tico, Raw, shout out to his Instagram handle, Tevin Coleman. And then if we keep, you know, Raheem. I mean, there's fucking for some cap space. Get rid of Marquise Goodwin's horrible non-existent self. Um, Pettis. <laughs> I mean, there's ways. There's ways you can work it. I, I don't care. Get rid of Dante Pettis. He's good for depth. But we got Trent Taylor coming back. Yeah. Trent, yeah. Yeah. Still got to compete with the uh, the Seahawks. They as long as Russ is there, he's he's gonna get that team to eight wins every year. He's just that good, I feel like. And Rams, who knows? Who knows what the hell they 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 can do? Because they're very up and down. Give us, give us the same, give us the same defense, and give us Kittle and Debo. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Debo Samuel is my dude, bro. Debo is. Man, I told you. I, what did I say last show? Mark my words, he's gonna be a future Hall of Famer. Oh, that's right, that's right. You went hard on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you to it. We're gonna. <laughs> how did that rookie? How did that? How did that rookie look in the Super Bowl? He looked nice. What he got a couple like uh, gadget plays for him and everything. Get him, get him involved. That's a 21 year old kid right there. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be good. He's a solid, solid pro for sure. Already. And he signed, I, I reposted his tweet today. I don't know if you saw that when you looked at my story where they're my story where they're showing the videos player holding by the Kansas City Queefs. Debo <laughs> um, uh, said you thought year one was good way for year two. I, I love that kid. I think John Lynch is you know, great pickup. Just a great pickup. Right, right. 
that motion, just him on the motion, his speed he brings. Mm. He's made for Shanahan. Yeah, he'll be a big piece for them. One of the dudes who I think they needed to target more in the Super Bowl was freaking Kittle, man. Like they went to him, it was should have been yeah. should have been a play to end the half. And then there's obviously the one time where uh, Garoppolo decided not to look his way, and they would he just go to the out and wasn't able to get a first down. And Kittle kind of like yeah, stared I mean, at him for a second. Yeah, Kittle. It's, it's, I mean, what do teams expect when you have arguably? best tight end. I mean, the Niners going to stop Kelsey, but it, it's just that's such a dynamic offense. I mean, Kittle's our A factor to our, you know, to our offense. Our run game's good, but the run game gets shut down. It's either receivers or Kittle. Right. I felt like the, uh, yeah, I felt like in the, in the game, the biggest advantage was the Niners offense over Kansas City defense versus the other way around would could have been closer to a wash. So the the Niners not being able to, you know, put enough uh, points on the board in the second half, I think was uh, ultimately kind of, or just in the whole game, because they only had 10 at halftime. Both teams were kind of at times stuck in the mud, in the, especially, uh, you know, kind of early. But, um, yeah, they, they weren't able to get that run game going to kill it off, man. You have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and Mahomes throws uh, two interceptions, which is, you know, very rare so far in his career that he's thrown that many. Um, one of them did not look good at all, but uh, you have that whole scenario playing out for you. I, f- I figure if, like, you go into the game and, and, and that's what you get, like if someone told you, like, you get that scenario exactly, I'm pretty sure you'd take it, like, nine times out of ten or ten times out of ten because it's – the Chiefs' offense, like, they only have that many points at that point in the game. It's like, oh, of course, we have a great chance, especially with the, the run game. The turnover margin? Yeah. Uh, the NFL didn't want it to happen, dude. Yeah. Let's go over some stats. Who volunteered the most minutes of any organization in the NFL? The Chiefs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who was so close? Who, who had the franchise last year versus – who last year – supposed to win it uh, Kansas City going into playoffs <laughs> going into playoffs who, who, who had the wonder kid yep who, who had the wizard of a coach yeah it's, it's, missed, it's missed capital from the year before as the NFL moves out of this Tom Brady era and I'm sick and damn tired of this fucking AFC winning the Super Bowl you know unless it's the Seahawks hey man AFC winning the Super Bowl needs to stop because I'll tell you the truth best league in football is the NFC West best division um this year for sure last couple years Seahawks Rams and you got Arizona going out there and upsetting teams yeah the Cardinals had some wins down the stretch it could be argued the Minnesota Green Bay you know Minnesota Green Bay what Chicago and who else Dallas, or who else is in that league? Um, fuck, no. Uh, God damn it. Uh, Philly? No, not Philly. Um, fuck. The Lions. Uh, that league yeah. could be argued. Yeah, Bears, Bears weren't as good this year, but, uh, yeah. But, but, I mean, it's both NFC. 
You could say you could say the AFC South. The Colts had a decent season where up they they upset some teams early. Just got hurt down the stretch. The Texans made it, and the Titans they made it all the way to the championship game. Um, kind of surprisingly. I don't know about, but, I don't know about the Colts. Yeah, I guess so. Rams were super questionable this year though too. Um, I don't know, man. Um. Possibly, possibly. Depends on if Vinatieri's kicking indoors or outdoors or or what the hell was going on with him this year. Um, football's a weird sport, man. Sometimes it's just, just random shit be happening, and you just got to kind of chalk it up. <laughs> That's kind of... It's what, game of inches? I don't know. <laughs> Any given Sunday. Though. Any given Sunday. That's one of them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all like the cliche shit. It's like it's a make or miss league. <laughs> like, uh, my, my next play is my best play. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to think of some other shits. Uh, we ride together, we die together. <laughs> all the goddamn movie quotes now. Oh man. Damn, I took some edibles and I didn't think they were gonna be that good, but now they're kind of hit me a little bit right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. It's kind of slowly, slowly That's creeping. Fuck, dude. Creeping on me. Yeah, dude. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I got them is because they're giving them out at the, the last open mic I went to on Tuesday. So, um, That's cool. How'd it go? Yeah, that one, that one actually went pretty good. Uh, I had one of my f- the favorite sets that I've done recently uh, later that night. I I had a couple killer uh, lines after the last act went up, and I was just kind of like joking around with her a little bit because this chick was talking about basically it was it was hilarious. This little little petite Asian chick was just talking about how guys need to eat girls out when they're on the period, and she went through a whole bit about it. And she and then the second topic was about pegging guys, <laughs> and she was going hard on it, and everyone was dying. So I told her afterwards, I was like, damn, Jay Lee, I think I might have to swim in the Red Sea for you. I don't know. <laughs> You're kind of a baddie. I don't know. <laughs> and I got everybody rolling on that one. Oh, no, she was she was laughing. Everybody was laughing. Everybody was having a good time. And then I said some shit about she was she was like, oh, what about pegging or something like that? I was like, for you. Maybe, but only if it's like a white dick or something. I don't want to get turned out too bad. <laughs> I had some people fucking rolling. And then I did my set, and it, it went all right. Uh, <laughs> I think it went pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah. Dude, I respect it, dude. The only comedy <laughs> I dropped is we are talking about fucking their stereotyping, say, at work, and I just dropped a joke, or someone dropped a joke, what's the difference between a free snack? What was that? A what, what and what? A priest and an acne. <laughs> uh, um, what is it? That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh man, I've heard I've heard variations of of, uh, of that joke. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I've heard somebody tell that recently too, though. But probably me over Christmas break. 
It probably was. <laughs> it probably was you. Uh, I'll give you the credit uh, where it is deserving. Yeah, but, yeah but Chiefs, congratulations, dude. You guys got a Super Bowl 50 years. Wow, NFL 100. The team that 50 years halfway through open graphs. Like, like what? Like, you got Steph Curry at quarterback. You got fucking Channing Tatum at tight end. <laughs> Coach Carter, then, that's a good then one. You got, then you got a CEO. The CEO looks, oh my God, you don't even get him started on that guy. His <laughs> girlfriend, she was a star of the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't think I did. Uh, Dude, check out the, uh, whatever the hell his name is. His girlfriend, the CEO or head of the fucking Chiefs, his girlfriend. Not Lamar. Damn, there was getting as much attention as AJ McCarron's. Or not Lamar Hunt, the Hunt, the one of the Hunts, is it? Yeah, whatever. He looks like a goddamn. He looks like a Barbie doll. Whatever that dude is, <laughs> he's surgery, like you can't even tell he's human. But, <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, I'm not a fan of the Chiefs organization. Paul Rudd, Rob Riggle, Ron Riggle, whatever the hell your name is. Yeah, they can eat. They can eat today. All right, Clark Hunt. Let me see images. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Wife. Let's go. She cool. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously she looks like she just killed, killed a cheetah and wore it as a goddamn bathrobe. But, <laughs> oh boy. But, I don't, I'm, I'm so mad at the Chiefs. You know our boy Jordan Davis, the Chiefs fan. I do. I do. What did he say? Did he say anything? I hope this. I hope this Super Bowl just like adds so much salary cap to all these players that they just dissolve. Like, the, like the team. Like, like I'm so mad. The Chiefs. Mm, dude, this sucks being a Raider fan because like. <laughs> every every Raider fan I know is just not hyped for the Super Bowl. They're like, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> like. I know. I, I was I was rooting for SF for that reason because they're fucking direct competition. It's like I don't want the team. I don't want another team in the AFC West to have a Super Bowl because the uh, thank God the Chargers don't got nothing because Denver they have three man. When I was born, they had zero. They're just coming up in the last like thirty years. Um, but yeah, and then the Raiders have just been stuck stuck in the fucking mud. You're talking about last time the Niners made the Super Bowl. Bro, the last time Oakland made the Super Bowl, or RIP to the Oakland Raiders, but last time the Raider franchise made the Super Bowl was, uh, I was in fucking grade school, dude. <laughs> like, barely count, dog. <laughs> like, know my colors. Know how to color between the lines. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, for sure. But uh, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I think you'd be happy to hear... That when I was watching at the Super Bowl Super Bowl party I was at, that uh, 
Every time they show Tyreek Hill, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy beats his kids. <laughs> that guy beats his. Oh, be, he's, he's to beat his girlfriend. <laughs> he pulled. He pulled Adrian Peterson. Yeah, he like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a. Uh, um, domestic assault case against his, his kid or something that happened like last year but uh i think the baby mama put uh dropped the charges after a while or something i don't know what happened or they might have settled out of court it was something to that effect I, I i thought i remembered it and then i like googled it searched it during the game and i was like yep i'm right <laughs> i was like he did beat his kid <laughs> or maybe what maybe what happened he just ran and no one was able to catch him since <laughs> Look, that's that's the guy who could fucking get away Oh my god, fastest play in the league at, at receiver, Dude, I feel imagine, like. Imagine a cop like, hey you, stop there. <laughs> it's Tyreek <Ty> Kill. <laughs> fucking outrun the goddamn chaser, dude. Oh my god. He just ran two miles in two minutes. Like, what just happened? Oh shit. He can matrix the bullet if he wanted to. It's like the Flash or whatever, a superhero. That's what I, I, I dropped that one earlier, dude. That's a Flash Gordon. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I know. How, it was funny how you were saying that uh, Mahomes is the Steph Curry of football because I literally said that when I was talking. <laughs> I was talking earlier on the show. Um, so, yeah. yeah uh, dude, great minds thinking think alike. You, bro. I'm very skeptical of being on your show. Because you talk to a Vikings fan, you're like, yeah, fuck the Niners. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I knew we doing that, though. I knew we doing that, though. Yeah, you talk to. Then he talked to Chiefs fan. I haven't heard it yet. Obviously, it came out, but I already know. Yeah, it was a great game. The better team won. Uh, nah, it's just unreal. Like if, uh, if Mario, we we got it. We got to get a little confirmation in our opinions, man. You're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every talk to you, and I'm like, damn, dude, we're we're over here. I need Skip Bayless or Stewart or fucking. Stuart Scott, or not, is it Stuart Scott is the one or is still alive? No, he he, he 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 passed. He passed. R.I.P. to Stu. But uh, I know, R.I.P. I love Stu. Max right Kellerman. Now, what's his name? Kellerman. Oh, oh S- Skip. I said Skip or the dude who hates all the Niners. Most famous Stephen A. Dude, I'm oh. not, I told you I had a couple <laughs> drinks. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Quite frankly, Stephen however. A. I beg your pardon. I mean, I was rooting for the Niners. I'm like, I was straight up disappointed when the I felt like they collapsed, and I felt like the the coaching staff is a lot of it to blame at the end, and uh, definitely the 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 penalties hurt the team for sure. They were huge. They were huge. Regardless, there was moments they still could have taken advantage, and they didn't. So they left they left opportunities out there on the field, and in the Super Bowl, the, in the Super Bowl, the margins are razor thin. Every little thing can tip the game in one way or the other, and like one play can can uh, can be the difference. And Chiefs down the stretch, they did what they had to do uh, with or without the help, as we mentioned. And I was upset, but I could see it happening because they are the most explosive team in football. They have the fastest wideouts, and they they the Niners DBs couldn't keep up with them down the stretch. And that's kind of what's up. 
Fan base that's been waiting forever. They uh, um, uh, they have the the coach who's been waiting forever. They have the hot new quarterback, as you mentioned. Um, let's see. Uh, they want the sponsorship money with McDonald's and the colorway. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, uh, they don't want it to. Wait, no, who? Yeah, they don't want the the championship to be on the on the coast. They want it somewhere in the in the middle of the country, so that way they could uh, um, get the whole uh, Donald Trump supporting the whole state of Kansas and the state of Missouri. Apparently, uh, tweets out, which uh, gets that whole support side of the of the thing. They want. Uh, right, I got one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm spitballing. I don't know if I even believe this shit. I'm just throwing it out there. But yeah, go ahead. That I don't know because I'm I'm not uh, a gambler myself. Um, I did win so, some money on squares the, though. The, the initial odds, Vegas saw more money in towards Kansas City. So why not turn the game to balance out that money favored on Kansas City to San Francisco? Just so let's say you know the casinos are more hedged. Hey, our odds are more even. You know, either way, we can go and we can make up for our losses. And then throw them back to Kansas City. Why not? Uh, do you think any NFL owners have any ties to Las Vegas casinos, considering the billion billions of dollars through the thirty-two NFL teams? All right. I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in deep. Yeah. But I got. I got a crazy one. I got the craziest one of all for you. You got a calculator? Um, yeah, sure. No, don't worry. It's, it's a good one. I got, I got one. Like I'm here. All right. Add 2006 plus 2020. <laughs> all right. Add 19, plus 1978. Okay. Plus 2020. Okay. What do you get? 80, 24. So, 2006 plus 2020 is Gigi Bryant's birth and death year. 1978 to 2020 is Kobe's birth and death year. So, look at that 8, 024. Yeah. What? Two of Kobe's jersey numbers plus a zero? Yeah, dude. Uh... <laughs> Oh man! You get... <laughs> Are you trying to like uh, make me like believe certain religion or something? What's going on here? <laughs> Dude, I got you, bro. I got you. Hey, what, what day did what day did he pass on? One twenty, one twenty-five. One plus two plus five equals eight. Twenty-five minus one equals twenty-four. Oh my god! What? <laughs> uh... I gotta promote some ulterior theories on here. 
can't be all we can't be all mainstream over here or what? Hey, the one thing I did see there's uh this uh comic who runs this podcast called Tinfoil Hat Pod Podcast <laughs> and he just does yeah. conspiracies. And he uh he posted a picture of when you you type in uh when did Kobe Bryant die? Like as soon as he passed away, and it said instead of death, it said assassination. And it was like, whoa, oh shit, why is Google saying that shit? And then you type in David Stern's name, and it, it just gives us a death day, but it gives you assassination day if you like Googled Kobe's name, like right when it happened. I I didn't, I haven't checked it since then. I did check it right when I saw that, and it actually did give me that result, and I was like. What does it? What does Google know? <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, this is crazy." Wait, what did you Google? It's like uh, Kobe Bryant, like day he died or something like that. Yeah. And it says like instead of died on this date, it says assassinated on this date. And I don't know if they 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 changed that or what. They fixed it, but uh yeah yeah because you know how you you type in a question sometimes google will give you just like a, a strict answer and like Dude, text that's bigger it's just it's insane bro like not that i believe that like, I was it was at, but i was i was at the casino the night before and it's like the first time like outside of him coaching gg it's like they primed it like it's the first time like the only time you see him on instagram or tv is like him coaching his daughter you know and like feel good stories and then LeBron passes him, like the Illuminati puppet master LeBron. I'm just fucking kidding. Uh, <laughs> you're not into that stuff. But like, it's like LeBron passes him, and Kobe's in the limelight, and then it's like, boom, the next day. It's just like, it's like, it's just crazy sometimes how this shit happens. It is, it is. Hey, man, I've seen LeBron give the Illuminati handshake to Jay Z before, and Beyonce. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> so. Uh, he throws the rock. <laughs> he threw the rock up. That's the that's the uh, all-seeing eye that uh, you see on the dollar bill. Which why is that on the dollar bill? Um, <laughs> all right, we go too too deep on this shit. <laughs> like, but uh, all the Freemasons, yep, who like help build the the secret societies in America and uh, the, with the ties to back to Europe and everything and all the powerful elites and and uh, now we sound like. Uh, uh, turn into like Alex Jones show right now. <laughs> this is like the frogs are fucking. <laughs> uh, I'm a, Alex Jones. I can't. Even, I love to do Alex Jones voice perfect. <laughs> Jesus, that is the funniest voice in the world. Oh, fucking hands are coming. I don't even. There's the lizard people. I swear to God, the goddamn lizard people are coming. The government has just been hiding, burying the files. Sounds like he's been fucking deep throating a cigar since we landed on space. <laughs> oh, Dude, what a joke! Oh man, one of the most entertaining shows on uh, when he when he goes on Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, I watch that every time. Yeah, he did it to troll to troll him, and then he starts. I think he calls them na- nassholes. Nassholes. <laughs> yeah. oh. Dude, uh, oh man, you know what's crazy though. What's crazy is he did call the pedophile like Epstein shit. He did call that shit though. So like he there's Dude, I saw something today on Reddit about that. You know what I mean? I saw so something today. Uh, millions of dollars removed from a uh, Dude, I, I don't mind. Like as long as you don't mind. Like well, let's get a little we, we went from Kansas City to Terry's, dude. <laughs> 
Illuminati. There you go. Um, <laughs> Drake, <laughs> Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. <laughs> seen what's been going on with like uh, Harvey Weinstein and the developments that have been going on in his trial recently like temple on his island a fucking temple on his private island he brought underage bitches to screw with this is literally what Fuck he was doing how did he even get how did he even get rich no one knows oh he's a he's he's no gotta he's gotta be an operative for the government there's no oh, other there's no other explanation no, no, not for the u.s for Mossad. For, for some government no how do you have all those ties and connections to american politics too though because he was a Adrena Chrome, that's too that, far. That's too I'm far. That, I'm not that deep of a conspiracy theorist. Uh, like, yeah, dude, like, I, like, it's fucking crazy. Like, I like Rogan. Everything's fair game with Rogan. But yeah, no, dude, <laughs> Alex Jones is a fucking kook. <laughs> what's, what's crazy, though, is he throws out so much shit that, like, some of it actually hits, though. And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there's sometimes, it's so crazy, because I like, I saw, like, the last episode that he did, uh, and I was just like, the first two hours, I'm like, man, this fool's a fucking ridiculous. And then about, like, about hour three or four, I was getting pretty high, and I'm just like, wait a minute, man, that kind of makes sense. I've been saying shit like that for years. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what the You ever heard of Bohemian Grove? Oh, yeah, he exposed it. I remember the video that he put out way back in, like, the 90s, 2000s. Like, I remember watching that on, like, uh, Live Leak or some shit uh, back in the yeah. day. I used, I got into that yeah. Bohemian Grove, the whole well, Illuminati dude, and all that shit. Out there. Like, I had an office in Novato, and then I had jobs in San Francisco, right by where, the like, the Bohemian Club was. And I got mm. into it, and I was like, no fucking way, dude. <laughs> crazy, uh, crazy. Insane, bro. Fucking Alex Jones. Fucking dude. Yeah, man. Um, do did you know somebody we went to high school with is actually a member of uh, the Freemasons that I found out as a uh, <laughs> and like somebody you would never guess. Like their family is like part of that that uh that connection. And uh, do you hang out with? Is that how you found out? I was. I was in a class with this person, and it just came up in discussion because I was watching some shit on, like, uh, History Channel. I was, like, Googling some shit, and I was like, damn, this is crazy. And I was, like, talking about all these secret societies. And this person was like, oh, well, since you brought it up, I can speak on it now because otherwise, 
like if uh, we cannot talk about like what we do unless somebody else brings it up in discussion. So since you started talking about it, we're actually like part of uh, the Freemasons. And I was like, and like my family and my like my parents are, and it's uh, not really anything super crazy. It's more just like f- uh, a club of people trying to like I don't know. I can't remember the description. I was like, what? I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> I'll tell you after after you get off after I finish recording, because uh, I, I, I got. This show is brought to you by a confidentiality clause. <laughs> Fuck that, man. We ain't uh, Pete Davidson. Did you see that dude made people sign NDAs to go see his uh, stand up? Like freaking non disclosure agreements, just so they can fucking go listen to some jokes. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Uh, Pete Davidson is the the tatted up dude on SNL who who used to date uh, Ariana Grande and uh, some other fuck Kate Beckinsale. I have an idea. Let me see if I'm close. I got an idea. Let's Google it. Pete. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? Him? Yeah. Is he that funny? Um, he's all right. Like, oh no, he's kind of he's kind of controversial right now. Yeah, yeah. What's going? What, what's the the Google search telling you? No, it's not Google search. He said something to Kobe's death. I think it was him. Oh, that was uh, uh, the main guy who said some shit was Ari Shafir, though. Oh, uh, it was Ari, dude. I, I just fucking, my bad. It's all, David <laughs> it's all good. He's he's always in the in the news because he dates a bunch of people who are like uh, Hollywood starlets dude, and shit like that. He looks like Jesus Christ. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> yeah. God damn. He's all tatted up and shit too, and yeah, he's gone through some shit. <laughs> uh, what? Well, uh, he was dating Ariana Grande like when Mac Miller died, and he had like a lot of people were like jumping on him shit because they think he helped uh, like, like cause Ariana to cheat, which caused. Mac to want to OD, you know, so he vis-a-vis, he was one of the reasons that he killed himself, which I don't know if that is in any way uh, fair at all, but uh, a lot of people were jumping on him because of that shit, uh, he dumped Ariana, so then people were like, oh, what, like, all of her fans jumped on him because of that shit, he's just like hella in the tabloids, uh, he's had, uh, his dad passed away on 9-11, so like, that's always a thing that comes up for him, um, like some people have had like uh like he's had some questionable jokes at people at uh there's one there's one um the dude with the eye patch he's like a, a representative in in Congress I want to say uh more conservative guy and he he made it like a, a joke uh I think his name's Dan Crenshaw or some shit and they actually invited the dude onto SNL and he accepted his apology it was like he's had gone through like some more just tabloid newsy shit and, and he's had like uh um uh, I think substance abuse problems in the past, but uh, he he also has some disease that like makes it so he could just smoke weed all the time, and that's like the the solution to it. I think it's like Crohn's disease or something like that. And uh, yeah, Crohn's so, disease is no joke. Yeah, so so yeah, that's that's his bio in a nutshell. <laughs> He's been on SNL for the last few years and shit. He, was, he used to be on like Guy Code and stuff. Um, but yeah, from from New York. 
that's that's what that's what I know from him. I've never seen his like stand up stand up like a lot of it. I've seen maybe a few clips here and there, but uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's he 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 has like a weird appearances on SNL now because he's he's more famous for being famous than he is for being funny per se. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know how we got down this uh, rabbit hole. Um, Dang, dude. I, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about him. Wow, good for him. Yeah, yeah. That was a few years ago, though. Um, oh, we were talking about the uh, the Kobe tweets, though. Ari Shafir. Uh, yeah, dude. Ari. See, I don't. You're you're more into comedy. I don't know a lot about Ari. So Ari is. Uh, I know who he is, but yeah. I don't know about his comedy. Right, he's a he's a very dark comic. He he likes to make light of situations that people would be like, oh, you know what I mean, like that kind of stuff. Um, so he you likes know, like a, he likes yeah, being a troll I'm too. To like I'm trying to think of who in my eyes. Like, who's a dark comic? Who's another? Who's a mainstream dark comic? Tosh. Tosh a little bit, yeah. Uh, you know uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, that that dude is like hilarious. Noah, Gar- Noah Garden Sorts, dude, or Garden Sorts, not Noah. Uh, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about? You ever heard him? Um, I'm gonna send you a clip, dude. You gotta hear this clip. There's a million and a half comics out there, but no, I don't think I have. Um, who else is dark like that? Um, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so it's one of a kind. Yeah, he 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 goes hard. He goes hard in the paint, and he's kind of. Are you a fan? Uh, at times. So here's the thing. Like initially, the first thing that kind of got him publicity is he had like this online web series in the early 2000s that was called uh, uh, "The Amazing Racist." So. <laughs> oh, dude, that's how I know him. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I know him. Selling dogs to the Chinaman in the back of the Chinese restaurant. Yup. <laughs> right. That thing was all over when we were younger. Like, all over MySpace. All over MySpace. Dark YouTube comedy there was, dude. Mm-hmm. And he's just, oh, bro. Yeah. He was. He was fucking posted a goddamn online docu series about that. Yep. Yep. So that's that's who we're dealing with. That's where he rings. That's because I just remember the video where it's like, oh, I'm in South Central, and he's like, he's like carrying. Dude, I, yeah, that stands out because I remember he has the cross and he's trying to fill up a gas tank, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy?" Right. <laughs> I uh, at the time I wasn't like some of it was funny and some of that shit I was just like I don't fucking you know some of it I was like eh not my type not my taste I didn't feel sometimes that like if it doesn't hit right it doesn't it doesn't make like sit well with you you know so that's, oh, yeah. so that's kind of how I felt about him back then. But then I didn't think about him very much uh, for a while. And then uh, he ended up popping back up, at least in my radar, because he had this show on Comedy Central called This Is Not Happening, uh, which was like uh, basically he'd get a bunch of comics and some famous folk, a few, few other famous people, and they would just tell like these crazy stories. Um, yeah. It was like a storytelling show, pretty much. And it actually was really fucking good. Um, so, like, he originally. St- he originally did it as like, uh, um, like a, just like a uh, a book show, 
out here in LA. I think it was maybe at the comedy store. And then yeah. eventually they made it like a web a web series version for Comedy Central and then they picked it up as like a, a full show. And yeah. so, so he, he grew quick. Yeah, yeah. So that all happened in like in a few years and then so he popped up on my radar when I saw the show itself. And most more importantly, probably the, the clips on YouTube. He's got a bunch of them up there. Uh or they they that do. reminds me of the biggest hustler I've ever heard of that came from like the streets to Netflix and just like comedy but have you ever heard of Billy on the street yeah yeah Billy Eichner yeah I used to watch the show dude Billy Eichner dude he, he's telling stories to was it I forget his name the one of the cops from Superbad uh, a really famous comedian mm-hmm. um, he was like I remember when you know your wife like turned me down we were gonna do like produce something together and she turned me down and like you know and then it was just kind of like a look at me now but <laughs> right Yeah, dude. I don't know. Billy Eichner's kind of like, like that. But yeah, man, it's a big, uh, big city you got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I guess getting back to Ari though, he uh, he's such a crazy like character because he's uh, he's kind of like a uh, he's a troll. He's kind of sometimes like a vagabond, and he's like tries to be tries to make himself like the outcast at times. So he goes against grain a lot. So when the, when his show was getting real popular and big, I didn't know if he like I don't think he was comfortable with his level of success that he had, um, and like where he was. And I feel like he uh, was getting like asked of too much. So he pulled kind of like a Dave Chappelle and just left the show. And yeah, he went to like Asia. He went to like Thailand. He like got rid of his cell phone. Just kind of went off the grid for a while, and was just traveling for a few months. And then came back to the U.S. a few years ago, and then uh, started doing stand-up again. Eventually, he got he has two he has like a, a double double stand-up, like two hours worth of material on Netflix right now. And he was in the process of uh, uh, filming another one. Uh, it was because he's Jewish, and he used to be um, like. Those, those passionate, you know, those passionate dudes with the, uh, um, like the Hasidic Jews with like the, the ones that study and are actually gonna, yeah. gonna become rabbis and stuff. Like he was in like that school. So he comes from that. Yeah. He came from that and just kind of like did a 180 and became a, a comic after that. Um, so yeah, he's like super into the, he knows a lot about that culture. So he was going to do a special on, on being Jewish pretty much. Um, and so yeah he was in the process of doing that he's built himself back up for a while and uh yeah then he um uh you know had everything all lined up for him yeah he's got like a couple podcasts that he 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 works on or you know has made appearances on uh he's but then he he's like he always does some shit i don't know if it's like self-sabotage or or what uh or if he just doesn't know the line but uh a few months back he he ended up uh, dosing another comedian, Burt Kreischer. I heard about that. Yeah, he gave him a, a molly in like a shot of whiskey um, without telling him. And so... Uh, that was like pretty famous guy too, right? Yeah, Burt. Burt's hilarious. Burt uh, is... Uh, what's that? Uh, it's like a K. It's like a Polish name. Yeah, yeah. Burt, Burt Kreischer. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The big guy doesn't wear a shirt. 
Exactly that. A big big tubby dude without a shirt. He's got the this famous clip of him telling the story of how he uh uh got involved with the Russian mafia. <laughs> That's like one of his yeah, most famous stories. Never, never think that guy would care about getting mollied. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, he'd be like, the free molly. Exactly. That's what most a lot of people were saying <laughs> online. That's what I would have said, but uh he was apparently going through some mental shit at the time and it kind of threw him off and then also he uh like has like anxiety issues and he has like a family too so he drugged him in his family's house like while his kids were there too and shit so he made them all freak out (laughs) but uh so that happened that happened a few months back and uh um yeah people kind of got over it or whatever and he just kind of made jokes about it and then he comes back with these kobe comments because apparently, I didn't know that this was like, or I wasn't as as uh, familiar with that this is like his thing, but anytime somebody dies, he, he goes the opposite because everybody's giving tributes or RIP, RIP stuff. He always goes hard in the paint the other way of just like, fuck this person, they were a drug addict, or you know what I mean? Or like, fuck them, they they uh, they did horrible shit that nobody talks about. Like, he, he always do that. And he went the most hard in the paint for Kobe <laughs> this time around. He... He not only uh, posted a bunch of stuff on Twitter, he made a video, too, saying that he was happy that Kobe died. And a lot of it happened... He released a lot of that stuff prior to the information coming out that, you know, it was eight other people and his daughter included and all that stuff. So, fool went hard. Hmm? I don't know what it is, um, but in the past, yeah, he had done it for other other celebrities. I think he got some flack about Whitney Houston. He said some shit. He said some other stuff. Uh, he even went in on Ralphie May, who he was like one of his best friends. Would he pass? Ralphie passed. Yeah, it's been like a year and a half, two years now. Dude, I didn't even know that. Yeah, man, it was a uh, sad, um, sad thing. Wow. That dude was hilarious. Um, so yeah. I mean, it's, it's fluffy, dude. Yeah, Ralphie, Ralphie, yeah. big ass boy. But, yeah, man, that's sad. I mean, there's always comics like that. Yeah, so it's, he, like, it's like Carlos Mencia. I mean, shit. I thought dark comedy was like Carlos Mencia when I was a kid, and Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's people who go other levels, man. It's like it's like Jesus. And then like that's the thing is once you kind of are known for something, you always gotta top it and try to go over the you know do more. So he posted a big Ari Ari posted a big descript like four page like Instagram post of just text of just him explaining himself about it. But the, at that point, the damage had kind of been done and. When I was last time I was on my show talking about this specific thing, um, I was under the impression that it was gonna be it was gonna blow over eventually, and that you know people would kind of have an understanding of like what he, you know, his shtick is. But what what, what his uh, what his uh, pretty much how he frames issues, yeah. Yeah, what his mo is and stuff. But uh, I was kind of surprised his management dropped him. His uh, Netflix special taping is apparently not going to happen now. The after the Kobe, after the Kobe shit, yeah. Um, the comedy club that he works at uh, often in New York City is not allowing him to perform now. 
from what I heard. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, it's either, back to series, it's either Illuminati or it's either capitalism. <laughs> you know, it's either, I think, it, I think this one's capitalism to where they feel like it's going to alienate people who can consume their products. So they do not want to act like they're on that side when it's something that's so heartfelt to many people, you know, because I'll lose their money. Yeah. And, you know, so I, obviously Michael Jordan, we got one thing talked about a lot in like sports politics is it's called polysemic identity poly meaning multiple and semic you know multiple meanings and michael jordan never alienated groups by taking political stands mm-hmm. you'll never hear michael jordan really talk about politics and there's rare youtube clips because he has a brand mm-hmm. and, and it's something tiger woods did it until he got caught up in his and his cheating debacle where he never talked it, you know, he never talked it because he has a massive brand also. He just, he just literally got caught up. But yeah, polysemic identity, dude. And once you, once you let people get something to pick on you at where you show your views, you're, you're not, you can't be a brand, you know? Mm-hmm. And it seems like it was always our shtick, but when it's something that, you know, that is heartfelt by, by the masses, like they got to drop them. So it's just kind of crazy to think about nuts but I, I know yeah dude we're getting serious i'm just long day of work chiefs one crazy man yeah man uh yeah i i i agree i agree with you that uh he's i mean i i don't like i said on the last show i'll defend every right to say what he wants to say but you you got to know there's repercussions to what you do and your actions and like every, absolutely you can say yeah. you can say whatever just, you know, if the FBI shows up at your door, you fucking said something wrong. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's one way. Same case, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just like you can do whatever the fuck you want online, but your internet history is going to show who the fuck you really are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so crazy. This dude, everything. Same scenario, dude. Yeah. But. Crazy. I'm reading yeah, right man. now his uh, the the comedy clubs that he was scheduled to be put played at were getting death threats and stuff that he got yeah he dropped, got dropped by his management so like shit is starting to hit the fan for this dude and uh, but like the what is the comedy club is it pretty big uh, I think it's the Comedy Cellar in New York City yeah it's like one of the the more popular ones in uh, in the over there in, in NY. Uh, that's Can't like to see Puro Caballero there one day. Hey man, that's the goal. That's the fucking goal. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be a dark comedy club, dude. <laughs> hey, I gotta get there to get to the to the idea is to here's the progression. Here's the progression, right? Start off yeah. shit jokes at open mics, right? That's like practice. That's like uh, shooting shooting layups and jump hooks and and uh, working on your free throws and shit, right? So you can make sure yeah. your game's tight. And then you might be picked up by a team. You get some book shows and, yeah, maybe travel a little bit, do all that stuff. Uh, eventually, you either want to work at a, at a club and become, like, a regular guy there or try to become an opener for somebody while you're working book shows and stuff like that. And then from there, you can try to be, like, a solid opener to somebody who's, like, a middle act, uh, who works more more time. And then from the middle, you want to become, like, uh, a headliner. Somebody who can control, like, 
do like an uh, forty minutes an hour. Start practicing your half court and full court shots. Yeah, that's that, that's uh, working off of pin down screens and like knowing how to run the pick and pop and and uh, knowing what to do when you're double teaming the a ball handler who can shoot. Like you getting really nitty gritty details at that point, right? Okay, Kobe level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're looking at dude's feet to decide if you want to cross them over or if you're going to pull a step back. Like You know what I mean? Like, you're doing, like, complex level shit. This is, like, yeah. level 500 work and stuff. So, <laughs> you know, you got to build upon it. Me, I'm, like, I'm at level one or two because um, I've gotten a couple book shows, but, like, not a solid amount. So that's the, the next level, the next ring. So, uh yeah. That's right, dude. All about leveling up. That's right. That's right. Little process. So, and then if you if you're a uh, if you're good enough to become like a headlining gig, then the doors open for you, and so you can work the clubs, and you can travel and do the comedy clubs, and if you get bigger, and if you're able to sell out those comedy clubs, then you can work into bigger rooms and bigger venues. Yeah. So, so those are theaters, and yeah. and you work at theaters, and some of the best out there or at that level, the theater level. Now, for the select handful of people who happen to have, you know, the whole world's their oyster, the Joe Rogans, Dave Chappelle's of the world, maybe you can do, like, a, a arena or a stadium or something like that. And those are those those acts are pretty rare. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Although, like, it's weird because sometimes you'll be... There's certain acts that are huge in the UK that can sell out, like, the O2 and that we might have never heard of out here. So like Yeah, but that's a, but British comedy is a completely different story, dude. Right, exactly. I have a lot of British buddies when I play ball in Australia and live in Europe and I mean I love the show. If you ever get a chance, the in betweeners, great television show. Okay. Okay. And, and the the in betweeners and it just kinda sums up British comedy to you. Okay. Very sex oriented, very sex oriented, very uh and then very Cockney rhyming oriented, and if you ever get a chance, look up Cockney rhyming. But British, uh, British humor is completely different from American humor. Ours is more pop, pop culture centric, and uh, you know, uh, I guess socioeconomic or culturally um, based. Mm. Theirs is more sexual and more, I guess, like I said, Cockney rhyming and old ways and. You know, British culture—it's just—it's just a different, it's a different field of comedy. Yeah, I understand. I understand a little bit. I, I, I've watched like Shaun of the Dead, and I've seen like the uh, the Monty Python movies in the back in the day, and that's kind of a vibe of it. But uh, you're exactly uh, right. You're exactly right. I'm gonna take. I'll uh, I'll try to check that out. I'll add that to the list of tons of shit that I gotta watch, including the. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, dude. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be holding my breath for you to watch it, but it, it's definitely a good one. I really liked it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. If, uh, but yeah, dude. No, we got a little bit of everything. I got a long day. I just got home from work, but we got a little, we got a little conspiracy theory. We got a little bit of uh, bitterness for the loss. <laughs> got a little bit of comedy theory and hey. comedy layouts. And yeah, man. We're, we're like. We're we're uh, an outlet for you to vent, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, I was all over the place today. My bad. It's all good. It's all good. I it's tied about... in. Uh, I tied in the NFL conspiracy into deeper, uh, deeper conspiracy, and then we ran from there. <laughs> uh, somehow we popped out with comedy with Ari, dude. It was a nice loop. Oh shit! Sure. Related kind of to our life, you know, <laughs> comedy and the sports. 
That's right, man. Oh man. An hour and a half, but yeah, bro. No, I appreciate appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. Got, we got an early day tomorrow. We're gonna. But I'd love to catch up soon. Hell yeah, man. Let me let me sign off, and then uh, I'll let you know who's in the Freemasons. All right. I appreciate the time and appreciate everything, Doc. Um, yes, sir. Where can the people find you, or uh, do you have any parting thoughts? Yeah, I mean, yeah, DLag52 on Instagram, Luigi Ligorio on Facebook, and yes, sir, always here. I'll be back on. You heard it. You heard it. Well, uh, thanks for stopping by once again, and yeah, we'll talk to you soon in the future, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, That was uh, both my aunt and uh, my good homie. giving you a little bit of perspective there on both sides of the equation yeah maybe i do flip-flop a little much i think Devin comes calling me out probably uh for good reason um i'm a people pleaser what can i say (laughs) what can i say man what can i say i'm trying to make a good show dude i'm trying to make a good show but I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm. I, I take criticism. I take constructive criticism, man. I'm. I'm man enough to hear it out. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. Besides Super Bowl Fifty Four, uh, one other big thing I kind of want to talk about, and that was the NBA tread deadline that just took place yesterday on Thursday at uh, noon Eastern time, or what is it? Yeah, one o'clock Eastern. I think it was one o'clock Eastern. Yeah. The We'll get into that NBA news, but I guess one other thing kind of going off the, the craziness that me and Devin ended up with, with the conspiracy theories and stuff, they did release Kobe's helicopter crash information, a little bit of it from what they were able to gather, and it was able to be determined that the crash was not due to helicopter failure, or engine failure, I should say, so people trying to go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, be my guest, man, be my guest. Um, RIP once again, last episode was a big tribute to his legacy and all that. So if you if you want more on my thoughts on that whole tragic situation, you can go ahead and listen to episode seventy two of the Puro Caballero show. So um, in any event, let's move on to uh, to the trade deadline, man. Uh, we'll start breaking it down in terms of what mattered to me because I'm a Sacramento Kings fan, as you well know, very much documented, and the only real action the Kings got uh, was. Uh, Somewhat predictable. Uh, Dwayne Dedman asked for a trade about a month ago, two months ago in December. And he got what he wished for. Uh, He's returning back to Atlanta. Uh, He just came from the Hawks last season. He got traded for Jabari Parker and Alex Len straight up. Um, Yeah, just one for two trade. I don't know what to make out of this. Len is like a serviceable big man. Parker has had a crazy up and down to his career injuries and whatnot have kind of derailed what was uh, a promising start and just haven't I don't know haven't haven't watched too much of his game in the last few years he's kind of uh, toiled a little bit with the Bulls and he was in Milwaukee the Bulls and Atlanta and now he's up in Sacramento I do wish him the best and um, yeah I mean great player for Duke it was a terrific scorer it hasn't translated as much in the NBA quite, quite yet. So, uh, yeah. So he ends up in Northern California. Uh, Jabari does. Um, Alex Lynn, also a high draft pick. 
I want to say with the Suns a few seasons back. And, yeah, a couple players who haven't really lived up to the height at this point. You know, things happen. Things happen. It's, it's pro sports, man. It's tough to predict the future. All right, moving on from that. That was a small trade. Uh, we had a little bit of background that I kind of I think we need to get into um, regarding Memphis Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies acquired Andre Iguodala in the off season because the Warriors were trying to shed some cap, and they were able to uh, get a draft pick out of that. So they had Iguodala on the roster. He wasn't playing. He had determined that he wasn't going to show up. And that he, you know, wanted to get traded to a contender or outright release so he could uh, just sign wherever. So it was basically a stalemate with him in the front office. Iguodala, the last few weeks, had come on uh, like ESPN and some of the other programs to kind of talk about his situation. And the players on the Grizzlies didn't take uh, uh, that very lightly. Uh, they were really fucking pissed, to be uh, quite honest with you. So. Uh, one of those guys ended up being John Morant. I know Dylan Brooks as well had some comments for him. They were uh, really kind of going in on him a bit, saying, like, you know, we don't need your shit. Like, you haven't been here all year. We're still playing well, close to making the playoffs, which which they are. They're, they're going to get contention for that AC, 7th seed area down there. And damn, Morant has been balling out of control, man, this season. He's... Probably going to win Rookie of the Year, I would say, just because he's had more of a body of work. Zion's obviously right there. He's He's been coming on strong, real strong, these last uh, few weeks since he started playing. But Ja's been solid throughout the year. Uh, regardless, Memphis finally was able to make a deal. They were able to make a trade with the Miami Heat of all teams. Uh, I know Iguodala, it was rumored that he was going to join one of the L.A. teams, either the Lakers or the Clippers. But he ends up getting sent, along with Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill, for uh, Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters, and James Johnson. So that trade was made official uh, just yesterday. So Iguodala joins a team in, in Miami that has looked pretty good this season. They've been kind of a surprise. They're a real solid team. Their whole roster has got a lot of solid players. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of funny because Dion Waiters, his whole up-and-down saga and uh, for the season with the anxiety with the the weed pill or the weed gummies and all that other stuff he uh he's had a uh, quite of uh uh fortuitous uh not fortuitous what the hell i'm using sat words on your ass um he's had kind of a crazy few months i'll just say that so he's gonna i guess play his trade in memphis i don't know uh, James Johnson had been on Miami for a while, and Justice Winslow, he was a high draft pick who people thought would uh, be an impact player, potentially, coming out of Duke as well, and uh, he's just been injured. He's, got, he's caught the injury bug the last couple seasons. Has had shown has, has shown flashes of being uh, a good player, but hasn't able to do that consistently so far in his young career. So going to Memphis, maybe he's got a chance to do that. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, Iguodala, 36-year-old uh, knees and all that. I don't know how much he can contribute. Hasn't played in eight months. He's just been kind of, uh, I don't know what he's been doing. I'm assuming he's been working out and staying in shape and all that. But there's some players who don't. Uh-huh. 
don't take it as serious as they should. Iggy strikes me as a guy who would, though. So, um, yeah, Jay Crowder still a solid uh, rotation player. Uh, player in Solomon Hill, I think, as well. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. That's all for that one. Um, course, there was another corresponding move that Memphis made. Excuse me. Yes, Memphis, Memphis. So they got, decided to go ahead and flip James Johnson for Gorgie Jang uh, of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that was another another trade that took place, a little small move. So Johnson now going to Mini and Jang out of Louisville, the big man, will be playing his trade down in Memphis. So that's another... Another one to discuss. Um, all right, so let's back up a little bit prior to the deadline. We had Minnesota Timberwolves trying to get a deal for D'Angelo Russell. Um, there was talks that they were trying to orchestrate a four-team deal uh, for like a about a week now. Eventually, that deal ended up falling through. However, they still were able to work out a, another four-team trade that did not involve the Warriors uh, at the time. So this trade was involving the Houston Rockets, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Denver Nuggets in, in addition to the T-Wolves. So this is how the 14-12 player trade ended up shaking out. All right, These are the players that they got. So Houston, their big pickup is they got Robert Covington from Minnesota and Jordan Bell. And they also pick up a second round pick. So that's um, their addition that they had there. Covington played last night's game against the, the Lakers played, played good minutes and he's going to get a lot of good open, open, uh, shots over there in Houston. He's probably going to have to play some small ball five for them. So a lot more banging, uh, down low in the post. Uh, it's going to be more physical. We'll see if he can hold up with the rebounding and all that. Um, uh, Atlanta, they received Clint Capella from Houston and Nene. So Nene, I think, ended, eventually ended up getting cut. Uh, I think only had like $2 million on guaranteed uh, contract for the season. So nothing too crazy in terms of cap hit there. Uh, the Hawks have been out of it for a while. Uh, they're just stat chasing with Trey Young. But uh, Clint Capella, that was an interesting pickup. He seems like a guy who's still got like juice uh, in his career. He just signed a contract with Houston just the prior offseason. And... Yeah, that's a starting center for the Rockets basically moved out of town. Houston going all in, balls deep with small ball lineups. They're just going to roll with P.J. Tucker or Covington playing against centers, I guess. We'll see how that does. I mean, Tyson Chandler's still on the roster. I think they have another guy who's like, oh, oh decent, I guess. But, yeah, those are the guys that uh, Houston gave up. Uh, Atlanta, now they have Capella. They still have uh, John Henson. On the team, a power forward. I'm missing somebody. I know they have another another big out there. But uh, we'll see what happens. This, uh, NBA landscape keeps switching with the uh, tomorrow. You know, guard oriented play. So how important is he now? I I do not know. I do not know. Uh, I think he can still play, man. I think he's still a solid player. Uh, he was the one guy I think who had some trade potential for Houston and they decided to go ahead and pull the trigger there so all right moving on Minnesota they received Malik Beasley solid rotation man from Denver 
Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, who's been out of the rotation there for the Nuggets. And Evan Turner from uh, Atlanta, I want to say. Jared Vanderbilt. And they got a 2020 first-round pick from the Hawks via the Brooklyn Nets. So that was from a prior trade. So that's what Minnesota got. Uh, I think Malik Beasley's a solid player. Uh, I don't know about the rest. Evan Turner's been around for a while now. We'll see what happens with him if he gets bought out or whatever. If uh, he's going to be like a bench player for a playoff team. Uh, Or just play out the string there with Mini. Denver, this is who they got. They got Gerald Green from Houston. They got Noah Vonley from, uh, where was, where was Vonley? I know he was, was he in Atlanta? I don't even know, fucking, um, he was in Charlotte for the longest. They got Shabazz Napier and Keita Bates Diop and a future first round pick from the Rockets. So, um, yeah, I guess some, some interesting moves there. Denver, I don't know kind of how this shakes out for them if they're in a better position or they're in a worse position now but that's what they decided to do so yeah that was the the big uh trade with a lot of movement and at that point you thought all right D'Lo is probably staying put in Golden State at least for the end of the season you know if they weren't able to work it out in that 14 trade then it's like oh it's probably not gonna happen but wait it did D'Lo Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman get traded to the T-Wolves in a separate deal for Wiggins and a 2021 first and a 2021 second round pick. So that was that was big news that happened yesterday. I think that was the biggest, biggest uh, development, I would say. D'Angelo Russell putting up good numbers on offense. Still doing what he normally does, kind of running the ship there with the Warriors with Curry out and Clay still recovering. Uh, this was the rumor. As, as soon as they signed him, this was the rumor that uh, they were going to possibly let him go if a situation came up. So, looks like it did. So, there was a lot of rumors, too, that the Timberwolves were highly interested in D'Angelo Russell. Him and Carl uh, Anthony Towns were real good buddies growing up, apparently, or I don't know. I don't know. They're friends now. They actually were on the cover with Devin Booker and Slam Magazine during the summer, and they had quotes about how they were going to play with each other. And it's like, y'all on three different teams, man. This is putting the cart before the horse. But apparently they know something more than we know. So I think the T-Wolves are trying to do good by Carl Anthony Towns so they can kind of keep him around or whatnot, get him focused. But their team has just been bad this year again. And with both... Uh, D'Angelo Russell and uh, Towns in there together, It's they might be a sieve. They might be giving up 140, 150 points a game. They might put up 151, but they're going to be giving up a damn lot of points, especially since they traded Covington, who is one of their better defenders on the roster. At Teagle's, you know, roster besides them, it's like, I don't know, man. It's a lot of okay players and just roll, roll guys and, I don't know if they have any more impact folks on the team at the moment. We'll see where that team team ends up moving uh, going forward. And for the Warriors, they end up getting Andrew Wiggins, number one draft pick. They called him Maple Jordan out of Canada. Uh, Played one year at Kansas. And another guy who hasn't really lived up to the hype up to this point. He's 
uh, attention has waned at times, and it's like, how passionate are you about doing this stuff, man? So, uh, Andrew Wiggins, he's uh, got a chance to kind of be the third option with the Warriors. Maybe it's a better system so you don't have to keep the ball in his hands and have him do ISO one-on-one type of situations because it seemed like that's what he was kind of uh, asked to do more often than not in Minnesota. He was uh, supposed to be the perimeter threat to Carl Anthony Towns' interior presence, but it never really shook out, uh, sh- uh, shook out that way. Shook out that way. And now he's got a chance to reinvent his career. He's got Steve Kerr alongside him. We'll see if he wants it. He still has the athletic ability and the talent, I think, to do so. Does he have the want? That's been kind of the question mark. And it's crazy to think both Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins, there was talk about who would be the number one pick in the 2014 draft. And both guys now bouncing around the league and both ending up in Northern California. One with the Warriors, one with the Kings. So, yeah, it's crazy what happens in a uh, few years, man. Five, six years, and their whole situation changes, man. So we'll see what happens with Wiggins in the future. Moving on. A couple more deals to go through. Uh, this guy, Marcus Morris uh, from the Knicks, uh, talking about female tendencies or whatnot for uh, Jay, the aforementioned Jay Crowder. They kind of got into a scuffle a little bit uh, when both team players were on their former teams last week. Uh, yeah, he ended up uh, getting traded to Los Angeles. There was question as to which team he would go to, but it ended up being the Clippers who made the deal. So they acquired him, Isaiah Thomas, um, who reportedly will be cut from the team. Sad to say. I uh, wanted to see what IT might be able to help bring the Clippers. But, uh, yeah, they're going to let him go. Maybe he could sign elsewhere. And make an impact because he's been healthy. Hasn't played too bad this season. And it's been been good to see him kind of get back into the regular NBA play. Even if he never reaches that heights that he had with the Boston Celtics, it's still nice to see him contribute somewhere. So best of luck to Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Mo Harkless uh, and a 2021st round pick were sent to the Knicks. Now this was a three-team trade, so the Wizards were involved. So Jerome Robinson ended up there. Because uh, Isaiah, IT, that's where he came from. He came from uh, D.C. So, yeah, Marcus Morris, he's going to be another player to add to the Clippers' uh, rotation. Um, not really sure uh, how it's going to shake out. He's, I think he's a better offensive player than Harkless. But I think Harkless maybe had more defensive chops. Is it going to be enough for the Clips in the playoffs? Who knows? I think uh, Morris is a lot more... Um, What's the word here? What's the word I'm looking for? Grimy. He's gritty. He'll get in a fight with you. He doesn't give a shit. He'll let you know how he's feeling. He's one of those type of players. So, uh, Marcus Morris, not to be confused with Markeith Morris's twin brother, going to LA. I think he's happy. Not too bad from New York to LA. Stay in a big uh, media markets, go out and party, meet the stars, do all that stuff. So, yeah, he's a. I think he'll play a, a significant role for the Clippers down the stretch. All right, let's see here. Uh, speaking of the L.A. teams, uh, since the Lakers weren't able to make any moves there at the trade deadline, there are uh, reports now that they're going to have J.R. Smith try out for the Lakers sometime next week. Um, you know, be a possible 
bench player addition. He hasn't played in a while. I think since last season, 2018 maybe. And he's just been a free agent this year. So he's going to try out with the Lakers. Also, Darren Collison, who's uh, retired last year. He's uh, possible talks about him coming out of retirement to join that team as well. So Lakers might be still making moves after the trade deadline. And, I mean, it's a very... Uh, advantageous thing to have LeBron James on your roster because you get a lot of players like that who naturally are interested and then the Lakers are still in that number one seed even though they just lost to Houston last night as I mentioned before um they weren't able to take advantage of AD inside from the game that I was watching so almost the four the third and fourth quarters it looked like Anthony Davis needed to go to work a little bit more down there or at least LeBron but uh Rockets are able to nail a bunch of threes, bunch of fucking threes. It's going to be threes versus twos for the Rockets against whoever they play for the most part. So, yeah, that's uh, the report from uh, La La Land. All right, moving on. Andre Drummond got traded from the Detroit Pistons to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a 2023 second-round pick. Kind of confusing as to what's going on there. There was a lot of talk about Tristan Thompson from the Cavs possibly moving. There was some teams interested in Kevin Love and what he could do. Now that's a real big team. Got Love, Drummond, and Thompson on the roster at the moment. So what's that future hold, man? I think there's going to be some moves to be made uh, for some of those guys. Kevin Love has been rumored to be going to places like Portland since that's where he's been uh that's where he grew up and Thompson has been linked to the Lakers for a while because of the connection with LeBron and the agent uh agency that represents him the clutch sports management Rich Paul and all them so there's talks about that it feels like the Cavs completed half of what they wanted to do maybe they had deals on the table that they were trying to work out for the other guys but just weren't able to pull the trigger so it looks like they're gonna hold on to him and they're gonna have a fat-ass lineup big ass motherfuckers down there so all these guys can help out other teams it's just a matter of the, making the contracts work and who actually wants them is what they're willing to give up so we'll see that's kind of like uh put a, a um, um a pin in this and we'll we'll talk later in the summer type thing that's what it kind of feels like uh i think drummond was kind of pissed off at the pistons for for making that trade and yeah i mean that dude is still a big body. A dude could still rebound the heck out of the ball. And he's got a, he's got a pretty good motor. So, see what happens there. Uh, and that's about it for the trade deadline. One other news and notes I kind of want to talk about before. Um, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, speaking of the Portland Trailblazers. Looks like he's going to perform uh, our All-Star Weekend. Not just on the court, but on the microphone, too. He's uh, scheduled to have a, a performance as uh, Dame Dalla, his rap alias, on All-Star Saturday Night. I don't know, if this might be the first time we have an active player actually performing music at the same time as he's participating in other stuff. Um, he might be in the skills competition, I'd have to check. I know he's for sure in uh, the All-Star game, so uh, Dame. Dame has been putting up buckets. He's been putting up like 50 points, like four out of the last six games, something like that. And they've won five out of, out of those six. So Portland's trying to make a, a push for the playoffs. And Dame's putting the team on his back recently. 
So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he does. We'll see how he does. Uh, I'll be trying to check in with you over this weekend. Um, yeah, we got some more news and notes around the world of sports. I got a lot of political stuff I kind of want to get into. We don't really have time on this episode. Um, this shit's already over about two hours now. So, uh, we'll leave you uh, with that at the moment. So, um, yeah, NBA trade deadline stuff. Exciting, exciting things. Um, but yeah, I guess to circle it all back, um, gotta give props to, to Casey Mo. Um, I don't know if you guys had the chance to see the parade and the, the, the speeches and everything like that, but I think Travis Kelsey might still be drunk from, uh, from celebrating from the Super Bowl. That dude looked like he was having all the fun. Um, yes, he's a dude. You either love him or you fucking hate him. And at this point, I'm just annoyed by him. But if he was on my team. I get it. I get it. I, I understand. I understand. So, congrats to the Chiefs. Uh, it's fortunate for the Niners. I think they'll be there, uh, competing for the future. But it's football, so who who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Uh, the margins are razor thin in the Super Bowl, man. You got to take advantage of everything and. Niners left some stuff on the field, and they can, you can blame the refs too, but you got to blame themselves as well. There's uh, stuff they could have controlled that wasn't uh, able to go their way. So in any event, that's the episode. This is the Puro Caballero Show, hashtag TPCS. Um, on all socials, follow the Instagram page, at the Puro, P-U-R-O, Caballero, C-A, B as in boy, A-L-L, E-R-O, show, S-H-O-W, at The Puro Caballero Show on Instagram to stay updated. Uh, Also, follow along, subscribe, listen, review, rate, all that stuff. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn app. So, we're on all those platforms. So, uh, no excuses, man. You should be able to find us. You should be able to... Uh, I've done the SEO. There's not too many other pe- the stuff with Caballero or, or uh, Puro Caballero in there. Uh, it's a couple uh, Ranchero songs and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying. Find the damn, damn show. You know where to find us. Myself, you can find me uh, on Instagram and occasionally on Twitter at Puro Caballero. P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank both of our guests for taking some time out of their busy week to uh, share their thoughts. And uh, with that, we'll end on this note. We'll give you a little bit more of uh, Kansas City flavor, uh, more than just barbecue. As I mentioned, this is Tech 9 with uh, KC Mo Anthem. Signing off. This has been great. Till next time. Yee! Stomp your feet and clap your hands with me. It's a celebration. Yeah, stomp, stomp, clap, clap, stomp, stomp, clap. You got it.
Nation. Cause the place we making got the opposition pacing. When my team awakens, you're facing annihilation. We put down a demonstration, you should have stayed on vacation. When you think you got it, then we show you that you're not it. You're gonna find defeat wherever Casey has to spot it. We're gonna run you down and bring it to us, and we win. Kansas City, we hold the title, world champions. Casey.